the church uh, that you used to go to. We, uh, <laughs> <laughs> had you not paused, it would have been fine, but you paused and looked at me. Well, I thought about saying, you know, the church that Zach yeah. and I go to, but then I'm I like, didn't need the middle yeah, finger no. either. I don't know why you put me on. Yeah, well, we can, we don't have to wait for Scott. Scott's no. pushing the paper somewhere. Scott depresses me anyway. Let's move on. All right. <laughs> Great segue into tonight's topic. Uh, you've been doing this for a while, Jeff. <laughs> he knew he had that plan in the car. Yeah. He's That's got my opening line. Such a twinkle in his eye. That, that stuff just comes to me. All right. <laughs> Justin Blank. That's your name, right? <laughs> that was that's just, the intro. <laughs> that was terrible. Everybody, welcome to Bros. Bibles and Beer. We have a return guest. Um, and did we do Facebook Live with Justin, or was that not? No. No. Okay. Mm-mm. But no. But he was on. Uh, I'm trying to look it up. That's why is, my ridiculous several years back. lack of communication. <laughs> I say your name while I'm trying I to do something were, else. I thought you were mad at me. No. <laughs> Depression oh, is my superpower. Yeah, that's episode it. thirty. We had a lot e, of feedback. E uh, for relative, explicit. Relative to you know the feedback that we normally get, it was impactful to to have you on last time to discuss just mental illness in general and depression and the struggles and being honest with like what's going on in life and what happens when you know you're struggling with. Whatever challenges, but specifically um, with depression, it's it's not something that I'm I'm aware of. Like the challenges, I don't yeah. know. But um, I know when we had spoke last time, um, you had really gone uh, into depth on just what it is, and and actually, how are you doing? We haven't <laughs> we haven't seen you in a couple no. years. Yeah, for all the. For the way backstory, people can go back yeah. and listen to episode 30, but just give us... Yeah, it's been a couple of years. You you said something before. I don't know if I should even mention this, but tough times with a <laughs> with a breakup, which means you were seeing somebody and you broke up with somebody since I've talked to you. So I'm guessing it was... It, I'm guessing that was a long period of time and it shouldn't have been that long, but... It's probably because I told her to listen to the podcast to, to learn more about me and... All two hours and thirty minutes of it, and then I noticed our relationship just kind of take a dive after that. But that's funny. Oh man! So we're we're it's recording. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, I didn't know you guys do like a dry run or. Um, yeah. eh, it's more no. of a. <laughs> and you guys don't video this. More of a dry rub. No, actually, like simulcast. No, we've been talking about figuring that out. Okay. That might be next step is doing YouTube stuff, but oh right. No. Because I think that would be, especially the setup. And what's interesting is, because this is all audio, not visual, Jeff's t-shirt is kind of controversial. It says, female pastors are unbiblical. Yeah. Did you want to talk about that shirt before we get into the... I mean, spot on. I mean, right. I just, I'll, I'll wear it on my sleeve. I was going to have you been wearing I mean, that all day? It's on my chest change? right now. <laughs> just... he, he, and he has an actual sleeve tattoo <laughs> in Greek saying the same thing. I mean, oh. the, the angels bring me that stuff, and I, I just, I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm wearing today. There's, there's your cold opening quote right there. Yes. Jeff's shirt says, <laughs> no. I don't know, but something t- tells me by the end we'll have a few more candidates for the cold open. 
But that, that reminds me of Sarah Heath when we had her on the first time, the Reverend Sarah Heath, and just talking about the pushback she gets, people saying, you, you can't be a, you're a girl, you can't be a past. First of all, I love you're a girl, and she's, you know, a woman, full-grown woman. <laughs> um, you're a girl, you can't be a pastor. And she's like, too late. I'm doing it. I've kind of been doing it. Also, those crows in the background, that's not a sound bit. That's actual real crows. Yeah. I, don't uh, be able to... I live at the base of Mountain Doom, and the crows, <laughs> <laughs> I hope they come out. Um, your original question was, how am I doing? Yes. Yeah, um, how are you doing? Oh, wait, let me press record. Oh. Okay, go. <laughs> um, first of all, I didn't know that that first episode was an E for explicit content. Did I cuss? I'm guessing I did. Uh, maybe we both did. No. But I probably broke... So I can't help himself. If I get into no. it, I might say the S word or H-E double hockey sticks or... Sometimes when... It, it depends on my mood. I'll put yeah. the E on there if there's a couple S-bombs, even sure. though in my head that's not a well, thing, but to some people it, it is. on in the car with the kids. And... Right. And Scott actually recently lamented on the podcast about, you know, I, I kind of want people to be able to listen with their kids. And I'm... Which I appreciate, but also if we're going to end up talking about porn or depression or certain things in a real way, yeah. it doesn't matter if you say bad words, you're going to have content that's like, do you want your kids listening? Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. But usually it's me. Maybe I broke the ice. <laughs> if you broke the ice, I guarantee that, I guess. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's you a, can sit, that's say anything. Yeah, this yeah. is not, uh, it's up to you. Um, anyways, how I'm doing. Scale uh, of one to ten. Well, I was going to say, so Jeff and I used to get dinner. Well, not really dinner. We grabbed coffee at like right. 11 at night at coffee, this, uh, yeah. this local diner when right. I was living in Dana. And Jeff and I, it's kind of running joke, but also a real question. He'd go, he would always say, how are you doing? It was one to five. It was one right. to five, which right. I was like, that's that's really tough. And he was always four and a half to five, like always. And I was always between two and a half to three and a half. Four and a half is low. I don't Jeff. think I ever <laughs> broke the four barrier. Um, but I love the question because... Jeff and I had a had have a relationship right. where I could be honest about that, but um, I'd say right now I'm I'm probably a four. Ooh, so been doing well. Therapy. Whoa, Hello. PTL. <laughs> I've just got. Su- I don't even. My body just went to <laughs> shock. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm doing well. A lot of life changes, especially since shoot, that was probably a couple years ago we recorded this. Um. So. And I don't don't need to get into the backstory because I'm not famous enough for people to care. But uh, yeah, doing well, living life. Um, the one thing, the only the only issue I have is like I don't want to be <laughs> the guest that Here's always comes on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not joking. I thought about that when I oh. I'm like, dang, we're asking Justin to come on to the uh, hey we're going to talk about depression hey yeah. would you call Justin <laughs> I get a text from Jack hey man you want to be on the podcast again I was like oh absolutely and then whoop, the next text comes hey so there's this article about depression I'm like damn come on like am I going to be the depressed guy so I was worried about that I'm like yeah. uh, but I, I there's a reason I thought of you it's because if the three of us we, we saw the article and we're like we could totally talk about this but other than like a monthly kind of like cloud hanging over my head for a few days or every other month I have something. I don't know if I would call it depression. I definitely haven't felt like I needed to get help, but it's a definite period of time where my wife will be like, okay, I'll, I'll pick up 
certain slack so Zach doesn't have as much on his plate. Like, she, she yeah. can sense whatever it is. Oftentimes, I don't even know how to communicate it. But other than that, like, I we're talking way above our pay grade with some of this stuff. Yeah. Not that everybody's experienced with men- mental illness, or I don't know if you'd call that for you, if that's what it is, but not that every depression experience is the same. It's not, but I know you've just been riddled before. Yeah, and it's, de- it's definitely different, Different, and I'm definitely not an expert. Have I been to therapy? Yes. Do I know some of the lingo and have personal experience? Definitely, but my thing was is like, I don't want to be the, the depression expert just because I live with it. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, I was thinking, like, remember the show, uh, the pawn shop show, whatever, the one in Vegas? Pawn, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Uh, pawn Stars. Yeah. To play off Wait, Pawn Stars. Pawn Stars? Yeah, isn't that what it's called? Anyways, I just remember the show, They would someone would bring an article in, and the guy would be like, hey, I actually have an expert on this. Let me... Oh. <laughs> so I was thinking, I'm the depression expert. Like, yeah, hey, guys, let's bring in Justin here. Um, no, you're just an interesting guy with uh, uh-huh. with good takes. So, And you're willing to be honest? Yeah, why not? Can I trust you with being honest tonight? Yeah. Okay. There's no cameras. People don't know what it looked like. Okay. okay so tell but me if you how, want to follow me on Instagram. So tell I'm going to take a picture how of did you. How did you... So we had we had lots of conversations, yeah. lots of deep conversations uh, several years back, and I'm I would ask this question, like, you know, well, why is it not this? Or uh, yeah. So even you looked at me in realization that I'm four, and you know, I'm a four out of five. Yeah. So what has changed over the last two or three years, at least, um, that you're like, I'm 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 moving up. I'm moving up, Jeff. I'm moving up in the world, man. <laughs> Better watch your back. I'm taking the, I'm taking it on, taking the world on. Yeah. Um, combination of um, just being older, 33 now. Wait, 30, 33 now. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm 33 <laughs> or 34 now. Um, life experiences, therapy. Went to a decent amount of therapy last year, which was amazing. So, um, I don't, I'm not going to put my finger on one certain thing like, Hey, this is what has helped me, but definitely in combination of, um, I kind of used to play in the shallow end about like, what's really going on in me. Um, and last year through just certain events, I was like, okay, I can't play in the shallow end. I just got to jump into the deep end. And so that's again, where the therapy came in a lot of self-reflection, a lot of, um, kind of writing out my thoughts and just I don't know, kind of taking a detective's eye to what's going on in me. And I'm still figuring it out. Like I said, I'm not an expert, but... What kind of therapy? Um, it was it was talk therapy. I was connected through a church to a, a counselor um, who, if I... And this is kind of a plug for therapy. Not that I have any type of stock in therapy, but um, do it. It's, it's amazing. Um, be careful of who you use. Not in like this cautionary way, but shop around. Find someone, the best way I can explain it, a good therapist for myself was who can I who can I play the best verbal catch with? I threw out a thought, they threw out a thought. I threw out a thought. So it's not one sided and it's it's a comfortable, safe environment. It's a trust tree. Remember Will Farrell says that in uh, old school? Vaguely. I thought we were in the trust tree. I do like uh I actually was curious about your experiences. You said you there was experiences that you've gone through now actually you grow up you you just you gain experience but people can go through life and not experience much because they just they aren't taking anything on or they don't take risks there's yeah. no like they're not vulnerable anywhere 
they're not taking a a leap off a cliff. Can we put a pin in so, that real quick, Jeff? Seriously? I, I wanted to ask about the therapist. Gosh, I don't it. want to move on. Okay. So everybody, you can go to tedbunny.com. <laughs> That's, uh... uh... Go ahead. It's psychotherapy. No, but... Um, you want to know who I'm, he is? No, but I'm was? guessing uh, he died? No, I just don't go to therapy anymore right now. Oh, okay. So, no, Christian therapist, I'm assuming... Uh, this is the beauty about this gentleman. Um, he wouldn't describe himself as a Christian therapist. He's a therapist that's a Christian. Okay, so, I like that. Um, I like him already. He would. He would. Um, he reached me on my level. So the times that he felt he needed to bring up, you know, Christianity or religion or God, Holy Spirit, all that fun stuff, he did. But he never led with like, "Hey, man, should we pray?" It was just like, "Hey, what's going on?" Like, yeah, and he would let me just vomit. Figuratively, not yes, literally. Well, but, it's um, not a video podcast. People can use their imagination. Yeah, sure, <laughs> we'll clean. Um, and he would only go into spiritual places that he felt he needed to. And again, verbal catch. I felt very comfortable and trusting him on bringing things up. And if I said, "Hey, I don't really want to talk about God in this," he would be like, "Okay." You know, it was very. I appreciate that. Yeah, I just I asked because I know I know a family that's doing therapy and they're seeing somebody that sounds like that and they're also seeing a biblical therapist yeah and so and for what i've heard it just there are there are enough times where the said therapist will reference a scripture and be like the bible says this so you should do that and, <laughs> and blasphemy like, of the holy spirit <laughs> yes <laughs> what was that audio clip uh, I, I don't know well, let, and let me kind of set a tone if I can. And then we'll get back to the pen. Uh, yeah. Yes. Um, there in my learnings, there is a very big difference between a counselor and a therapist. Pastors are not therapists okay. unless they're licensed. If you deal with depression, uh, anxiety and everything, go see a therapist. Right. And if you can have a biblical or not biblical, but a pastoral counselor. The problem is, is that we have a lot of people in the church going to their pastors, male or female, Jeff. For therapy. For therapy. They're not, unless they're licensed, unless they went to school for it, that's unfair for the pastor. And to be honest, ignorant of the pastor to think, oh yeah, I could, sure, I'll just, I'll counsel, or I'll, you know, I'll give therapy. It's like, no man, you, or woman, you are not licensed to do this, you know, um, I think that's too much burden to put on pastors these days. And there's a difference. The point is, there's a difference between a counselor and a therapist. Yeah. I so. want, I wanted to get, actually, I have this, I have a little section here highlighted in an article or an opinion piece by Steve Austin, friend of the show. 316. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Stone cold. Uh, <laughs> Steve Austin, he was on our podcast uh, talking about his story and he wrote a book called uh, pa- from, from pastor to a psych, to the psych ward or to a psych ward. Sorry, apologies. But his opinion piece titled, I was a pastor when I nearly died by suicide. Churches should look more like psych wards. It's a long title. But he he said, uh, I just want to uh, give him credit because I highlighted it for this show. And But it's kind of parroting what you just said, Justin. Pastors don't graduate seminary as mental health counselors, so expecting pastoral training to give a pastor all the answers for someone in mental health crisis isn't wise 
you wouldn't want your pastor performing open heart surgery. So why would you expect your pastor to be your psychiatrist? Yeah. And that's where I think right out the gate, we need to start putting it on pastors to say, hey, unless you're licensed, it's okay to... Just say no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's, this isn't your burden to bear. Um, you need to be more of like an old school operator where people will call in and the operator will be like, okay, what do you, who do you need? Okay, cool. And they plug him into the right person. That's a timely reference. So, right. Yeah. Is that a switchboard? Yes, is that it what would that be is? a switchboard operator. Google it, but, millennials. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or like we, we like to call it in the business world, middle management. You know, like that's, it's not on pastors to do that. And I just wish that they would own that, that that's not their responsibility. Um, I know I got kind of caught up in that is you have such a heart. That's where you're a pastor, right? Hopefully that's why you're a pastor. You have a heart for people and you want to see help and healing and all that. But the most empowering thing to do as a pastor is to go, oh yeah, this is above my pay grade. Let me put you to someone that this is their pay grade, you know, instead of right. trying to solve all problems. Oh, I got when, you know, our marriage was restored and we were moving along and then we heard of people that were having difficulty in marriage. We're like, whoa, we got to get out there and, you know, help some people. So we did, you know, a study and a study or two, but, but there was a, a guy who, you know, someone told me, hey, this guy's really having a difficult time. Uh, him and his wife, I uh, think they might divorce. And like my heart just broke. Well, I'm just hearing the word divorce just, just breaks me. Yeah. And um, my first thought is like, are the kids, are there kids? And, and then I hear those kids and I'm like, oh my gosh, I gotta, I gotta get in there. And uh, just talking with this, with this guy, uh, I'm, I'm speaking to him and he's telling me there's no way ain't gonna happen then he tells me other things i'm like you're right it ain't gonna happen <laughs> yeah but the whole time i'm like you can make this happen but i'm thinking to myself okay reflecting after the fact I'm like self what am i doing like i don't have i don't have the capability or or the the understanding of you know what what i know my unique experience and I'm trying to like lay that unique experience on somebody else and be like, I have the template X, Y, Z, <laughs> boom, solved. Amen. Move right. on. Have a great life. Yeah. And no, that and <laughs> because there is no template. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, right. Oh. But walking people through things. Oh my gosh. If I had kept doing that, I would have exhausted myself and I probably would have ruined some, some marriages, <laughs> but you know, not even knowing it. So you're right. The pastor yeah. trying to be the therapist or the people trying to put that on the pastor. It's like, yeah, it's like, you know what? I can pray for you. For like what, like to give God, give you guidance, yeah. but certainly can't fix, can't fix you. And, but I know somebody that can help. And what's great at the church, the church, uh, that you used to go to, we. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Had you not paused, it would have been fine. But you paused and looked at me. Well, I thought about saying, you know, the church that Zach yeah. and I go to, but then I'm I didn't like, need the you middle know finger no. either. I don't know I'm why doing, you put I'm, me I'm off. I'm going to do this. He's actually wearing an undershirt with a middle finger on <laughs> yeah. it. We actually so have um, services that people can plug into. Um, in in many many services, it's just not, you know one you know whether it's mental illness or whatever it might be um you know it's like we try and move people to like people that can help and take the burden off the pastor because that's just a yeah. little too much but sorry we got a little 
I, I sidetracked us a little bit. That's okay. We can edit that out. Right? Yeah, we totally will. <laughs> Gosh darn it. Stop stealing all my lines. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder too, though, the pastor, pastors often buy into the idea that they feel that they should have all the answers or they feel like they should make an attempt. Yeah. Plus, they're the person that's more connected to God. I'm using rabbit ears around that. Oh, that's a Catholic. That's thing. what people okay. people assume. I think a lot of people assume that, though, even in the even evangelical circles. Right. And so, we got with God's help, we can overcome anything because people believe things like God won't give you anything you can handle, mm. which is not biblical. Wait, won't give you anything you can't ha- can't handle. God won't give you something if you can't handle it. Seriously? Yeah, people Who think that. that? People people told me that after Shane passed, and I, my first thought is, well, you kind of gave Shane more than he could handle. You know, do you have any cliches to uh, give me about that? Ouch. It sounds like a different off-mic conversation, but Shane? Did you not know about Shane? Did you have a child that passed? Yes. Well, now I'm going to get emotional. <laughs> Jeez, I did not know. No, I never knew that. And this is why I, w- I wanted to have you over to talk about uh, my things with my th- stuff. No, I'm just kidding. No, I, I can't believe... Now, now I feel bad. And, uh, and, and no, I'd love to joke, but I'm, I am getting a little emotional right now. That's I did okay. not know that. No, you can joke about my son's passing. No, Thanks, I'm just, I, No, oh my God. All right, that's a great podcast. I got to go. <laughs> No, we we did. He he would have been thirteen. I so regret this whole conversation. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. Um, but we we can move on. But yes, we have a lot more to talk about then. Yeah, um, I'll bring you on my podcast. Okay, sounds Let me start it. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll plug that future podcast uh, later. <laughs> but yeah, don't don't worry about that. I, man, I I feel bad too because I feel like we're reasonably good friends. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and I don't mind t- sharing his story as I've done on this podcast. So I'll leave that alone for now. Uh, but people saying those cliches, right? And that, and, and that stem from Philippians four thirteen. I can do all things through Christ who, through strength, who strengthens me. Yes, that's one of like the main. Just for you, Jeff, that's one of the main verses that people will kind of derive this because you don't know the Bible, Jeff. That's what he's saying. Oh, amen. <laughs> I'm in agreement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. But and I think so. I think pastors they're looked to for that, and so they feel the pressure to to provide those answers. And actually, before we get to your pin, Jeff, I haven't forgotten about your pin. I don't want to do it anymore. Okay, I don't care about there Justin's was like, experiences. Oh, that's what the yeah. We only have so much time, and right. I'm long winded. Let's just keep moving, and we're gonna have to deal with Scott rumbling in any minute. No, so. we'll just I'll shut the door. I did time. I did do a poll before the show on Facebook and Twitter. Great. While you hold on, okay. I just want to clarify. The uh, the Bible thing, like Jeff doesn't know the Bible. Okay, Jeff does know the Bible, <laughs> it, it, with the exception. Wait, of... Wait, you, you know what I, the Bible I, is? <clears throat> well, I know it's you a, know it's a thing. I know I know you can put it in alphabetical order, and it's much easier <laughs> to find things. And I know that there's uh, there's John, but then sometimes I'm like, wait, I am in John. Yeah, John, right? One or there's numbers before two, some, like yeah. And where's the book there? of Jeff? Yeah, no. Well, I... well, well, that's in the J's, so oh, it's okay. easy to find. It's two right Cor- before John. Now, do you put two Corinthians like at the front because it's a number? Yeah. Or do you go by the T in the two, or do you put the I two? I like at to the think end? of it as two eyes. Okay. Two eyes, like Roman numerals. Okay, oh. so it goes first or second behind First Corinthians. Well, yeah. uh, anyway. <laughs> Or sorry. fat needs to be edited out. <laughs> One. But right, the, poll, the poll, this article that kind of got 
got us talking about this was uh, Jared Wilson uh, from a Riverside church, Harvest. I believe it was Harvest. Yeah. Uh, killed himself, and he was struggled with mental illness, and uh, I should say, died by suicide. I think that's the proper verbiage now. Um, and it, he was an advocate for people with mental health issues, and and wore it openly on his sleeve, uh, and talked about it. Was trying to like decrease the stigma, but in that article was referenced to a poll, and so I took a similar poll on Facebook and Twitter. Bible study and prayer alone can cure people with serious mental illness like depression and anxiety. And right now on Facebook, it's 80% disagree, 20% agree. And then on uh, Twitter is 88% disagree and 12% agree. We got a lot more. That was, Bible study and prayer yeah, alone. Yeah, we got a lot more. Uh, was it, we got about 5,200 people on Twitter voting there. That's a... <laughs> We only got a thousand people on. What was it? Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Facebook. That's, yeah. Nobody goes on Facebook anymore. But <laughs> the uh, the Pray poll the poll was forty eight percent of evangelicals believe that that prayer and Bible study alone can cure depression and anxiety. Hey, and wait before you answer, <laughs> Justin. Just take a deep breath. Like, wait before you answer. Hard on this. Uh, I <laughs> so. Zach throws this out to us, and I'm like, oh, man, I wonder what percentage of the 48 are, you know, suffer from depression and are now healed, like their mind, they're just healed from prayer. And Zach, you said... Oh, your response was, you started that sentence, you're like, I wonder if those 48%, and in my head, I'm completing it have never experienced depression. That's like, that's what Jeff is going to say. That's literally what I thought he was going to yeah, say too. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then he goes, this is a great example of where I'm at, where Jeff, Jeff's at <laughs> so glass optimistic. half full, yep. glass half empty, or like it. more, you know, whatever you'd call it. Realistic. I think I would say realistic, not glass half empty, mm-hmm. but Jeff's like, welcome to the moment of cynicism. We continue. <laughs> <laughs> have no, they, they overcame it through prayer and Bible study, which I have to maintain an open hand towards that being a possibility. Uh, however, right. I generally disagree with that. Justin, go for it. Oh, my God. Unleash. You can pray it away. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Get ready with a blasphemy button, Justin. It's insensitive, to say the least, to just tell someone who's depressed, we need to pray. You can pray this away. Like, and not we need to get into this, but tell someone who's gay not to be gay anymore. Well, that that's a thing. So that's my first thing when I read that. I was like, okay, this is polarizing because there's usually, I would say, I'm bad at math. So I'm not going to throw out numbers. Majority are on two sides, and there's probably a third side that someone's kind of like riding the fence. But like, um, uh, I guess I'm. I don't want to say I'm passionate about this, but I'm just because it's it's something that I can empathize with, not just sympathize. Empathize meaning I can feel it. It's a part of who I am. Mm-hmm. Um. I, this is what's tough. Something that I've looked up and talked to therapists about, and there's, there's still, it's still out. Like I, unless someone, one of your listeners, can send me um, an article that definitively says depression is uh, a like genetic disease, or if it's just something that you deal with. There's really not a lot of definitive stuff. It's like cancer's a real thing, and there's not a lot of definitive stuff that depression is a cancerous style thing. Am I explaining myself all right? Yes, it's it's a thing, but it's not this. You can't quantify it as much as you can uh, 
you can't a tumor see it, or yeah you can't see it under a microscope right right so um you know i've even dealt with that in, in some of the therapy i'm like is this like a real thing that this is like i have um a lot of people will kind of define like depression and, and as i used to is like the uh chemicals in your brain are misfiring like it's a physical thing in your brain that's not not the synapses are not happening like a normal quote-unquote normal person are so you're dealing with these things there's stuff that you can kind of trace and and like brain activity and all that stuff but um regardless when it comes to can bible study and and every and what was it bible study and prayer, prayer cure you bible study and prayer alone can cure yeah i that's so it's so vague that obviously i would well not obviously but i would weigh in the camp of of no because every case is different and Mm. also the biggest thing when i read that i was like here's what it does do let's let's pull let's pull lens back it physically puts you in community with people and god what are the two greatest things that you need to survive in this world community with god and, and people Regardless of whatever you're going through, from the death of a child, right. from depression, mm-hmm. marital issues, the moment you isolate yourself on whatever you're dealing with is the moment you start to kill yourself, if I can use that very mm-hmm. broadly. But like, and that's the big thing with depression and, um, you know, that I deal with the most is, is isolation. There's, there's, there's this gray line between, hey, you need to separate and kind of like be spend time with the Lord or just spend time with yourself. But, and I can't like quantify this, but how many days or how many hours alone is healthy to, and then it switches over to, okay, now you're isolating yourself. Now you're in your own mind with these thoughts, you know, um, I can, I can sympathize, uh, and empathize with, with, you know, this young, I think this guy, Jared was around my age. Yeah, I believe probably so. Around the, I can, you know, I can empathize with these people and, and know similarly of, of some of their last thoughts because, I have been in that situation. Have I ever attempted my life? I have not. But I, I, um, part of that was just, um, thinking about what happens after thinking about how I would do it. You know, no weapons. I, you know, I'm kind of a a weenie. I don't want any pain. If I'm going to do it, it's going to be, you know, an ex ex ecstasy moment, you know? Um, but uh, would you say you've, you've entertained or you've entered like the planning phases of that? Like yeah. how close? Well, here's what's so interesting about the way I work is I'm I'm like half dreamer, half realist, if we're using those words. So the dreamer me was like, okay, awesome. I can escape all of this by a, a bullet or a lot of pills. But then I started running that scenario and I'm like, okay, how do I do this in the best way? Who can, who's going to be the first to find me? I don't want to have anybody. F- this is real. This is how I was thinking. I don't want to shoot myself because that's a really ugly thing to see i'm gonna scar whoever finds me dead first off i know i'm gonna scar them they're gonna find it their dead friend or relative so do i do it by pills so there's no like visible damage on me and the blood and the coroner um how do how does my family explain this how does the guilt live on them day in and day out what could i have done for justin um so just kind of playing out scenarios with me was just I don't know if it was me talking myself out of it or just distracting myself enough to not do that. And like my brain just kind of shifted. Um, but yeah, you, you think about those things. I, you know, do I write a note? Um, I've never written a suicidal note, but I've written things that are, um, things that I'd want my family and friends to read on my computer after I had killed myself. So again, not specific to a note, but like, oh, okay, so this is what he's going through oh, this is what he thought of me. You know, he really did love me, even though he was kind of an a-hole to me. 
um because that's real sorry mm. jeff um but uh <laughs> but yeah these are the things that that you think about and kind of go through in those really really dark moments and and you'd mentioned earlier zach about you have days that you're like bummed out and whatnot and i've had conversations with people more in jeff's camp that just they're four to fives all the time and they're like are i don't know if i'm depressed or bummed out and um the best way that i can kind of describe it is the depression becomes this blackness that you live in that's such a despair that there really is no way out of whatever situation you're in from um the simplest thing of picking out what you're gonna wear like i'll like have kind of like this like mental breakdown in the morning when i'm in these storms i used to call them storms when i was in therapy i'm like yeah i'm I'm, the storm's brewing or i'm in the midst of the storm it's like there's a part of you that thinks okay the storm will pass this is how the world works but it's not this one sounds like you're writing a a song an evangelical worship song the storm's gonna pass yeah i though i may be in a storm i did write it i actually did write a worship song once with um your guys's worship pastor it was actually really good i thought there's maybe 10 words in it but it was pretty pretty awesome well that's that's more than the average (laughs) song (laughs) (laughs) um that's so true seven it's a 7-eleven song uh the same seven words repeated 11 times Someone's Jesus, musician. Jesus, Jesus, Someone plays on the worship team. <laughs> um, but uh, I forget where. Oh, oh, it, it becomes this bummed out to despair. That's the biggest word that that I that I use when it be, when it comes to depression. Then he would, that's when he would call me. <laughs> yeah, I like live, and it's funny. Is like I'm one of the people that like some people who are depressed. I want to be around like happy. Everything's going well in their life. I'm like on Instagram looking for those people. You know what I mean? I'm like, I, 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 in order to survive this moment, I need to be around or at least watch people that are happy or faking it. I don't care if you fake it or whatever, but like, that's like, I cling on to that. Interesting. So I don't want to be around other bummer people because mm-hmm. I don't either. You're such a bummer. Maybe that's <laughs> why we, ha- we haven't hung out that much. Oh, <clears throat> so this is a really good podcast. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, and and that's that's funny you bring that up because I know that that's where the isolation comes in. Okay, I'm in I'm in it right now, and I'm not fun to be around, and I don't want to be around anybody. I'm gonna go ahead and just just be me. No fun, Justin. Yeah, he's the worst. God, he's bringing me down. <laughs> you you don't remember your pen? What the experiences? Oh yeah, he wanted to talk about yeah. He wants details, no, but uh, really, I mean, there's there's just life, and we don't have to talk about you know the. We can just talk about you, Justin. I mean, I mean, things have changed in your life. I can tell by the countenance yeah. of you and know, that's not the beer you, yeah. So, and and it's a good thing. Yeah. Um. So, what over the last few years, like experiences that you've gone through that have grown you as a, a man, a believer, a friend. You feel like it, you're like, I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. Yeah. Um, not to be stereotypical, but like I hit rock bottom like three or four times. And, um, what is from rock, like, what is, Oh, okay. Yeah. So losing your job and your girl within seven days. Yeah. That's bad. And then you're like, okay, they can't get any Now worse. you're writing a country and western song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, We're on to the Willie Nelson part of this show here. Oh, it, let me get the weed real quick. <laughs> 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 but, 
mom, there's no weed in the room. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, losing of job, losing of the girl, getting back with the girl, losing the girl again, being, um, uh, you know, there was probably a span of like two weeks. Mm, that's conservative. It's probably like four weeks that I didn't know if I was going to make it every day. It was, I was living off coffee and cigarettes because I couldn't eat. This is like kind of, I don't expose it. This is like during the breakup. Um, I'm a, I'm an Enneagram four for anybody on the, the pod that that's that speaks I'm that, that. Yeah. I'm, I'm that to the T. So, that's, um, that's... I'm a feeler, man. I feel I'm part four. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, the feeler guy um and so yeah it was it was panic attacks every hour on the hour <sighs> driving around call my mom crying for an hour and then I'm like, okay okay i'm I'm good i'm good hang up the phone an hour later call her back i'm you know i'm dying i'm not gonna be you know and what was so interesting about during the whole time there wasn't actually uh this is when i knew i was growing jeff to your point during that really really rock bottom time i never actually wanted to end my life and there was that, there was this mm. weird, like light at the end of the tunnel. I'm like, oh man, in the depths of shit, if I can use that word that I was in, I was like, you just did. Hey, you know what's cool is I don't want to kill myself right now. I just want this. Like pain you to go recognize away. it as being different than previous times. A hundred percent, which was <laughs> so weird that like in the midst of such s h i t that that was the one. You thing already said it late. once. That was the one thing. now we have an e on this podcast. Now that we'll was get, the one thing we'll that I was it. like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like I don't know, it was it was interesting. So it wasn't even a thought. Yeah, like I wanted everything to be done, but it not. Like I when you reflected on it, you're like, oh man. Even in the moment, right? Yeah. So okay. Like, you know, I'm I'm like on. Well, I was I was dangerously driving too much with like full tears in my eyes. I was like, I'm not drunk. I'm not on anything. I'm just I should pull over because I can't see because I'm crying so hard. Uh, but crying. even in those moments, I was like, but I don't want to kill myself. And it was this is weird. Like, oh, cool. And again, it was because the previous year I'd you know gone to therapy twelve to fifteen times last year. That um, it wasn't like mantras. I wasn't you know this this guy that was repeating these things that I remembered in, in um, right. therapy, but I just had done enough self-reflection. I know that's a weird word in Christian circles sometimes, but like... Shouldn't be. It's not it, weird. It shouldn't, but you really need to like, yes, God is a part of that, but you need to look at your life through your own eyes and go, whoa, am I cool? Am I not cool? Like, yeah. What's going on? Like, I feel like we're, we, we, we when we say God is a part of it or God should be a part of things, like we're... we're we're, I think we're separating things, to, separating God from us too much. Yeah. And I almost want to say, and it's hard to explain or quantify, but God was a part of it because you were doing it. Yeah. And somehow being aware of like God is in it because you are doing it. It's not an external thing of like looking to God to fix it. It's God's already in it with you. Right. Which I don't even know how to quantify. It's a little mystical. It's a little yeah, maybe Eastern, but I feel like God is more at more one with things than Christianity. We separate it. We, and it's a cliche is the old man in the sky or whatever. But a lot of Christians, that's how we view God. Excuse me. That's how we view, view God. I'm not crying. (laughs) I'm not crying. You're crying. Yeah. And I think, I think we need to not, I think we need to stop trying to demystify God. Like let him be mystical. Holy spirit. Weird. Be cool with that. Like, 
don't be weird about it, but just be okay with not knowing. And that's probably more Western than it is Eastern. And I'm not going to get into that because I don't, I'm not educated enough, but like, just be cool with it. Like, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that Holy Spirit's here. <laughs> <laughs> Save my butt. But, yeah. So, but going back to, um, going back to even what we were talking about earlier with the, the church and through Bible study or Bible reading, Bible memorization and prayer and prayers, people like, to me, it, it's you. For someone in my position, I, I believe that depression is is something that will is is a part of me. Um, could God heal it? Yes, absolutely. Jesus did some incredible miracles. Um, will he? I don't know. But that shouldn't I shouldn't be waiting in my room and every prayer just being right. like, when are you gonna do it? It's like. This would be a book I would love for people to to write or to sermons to preach, but like, let's look at the percentage of people Jesus healed compared to the percentage of people Jesus interacted with. Mm-hmm. So we live, I think, in the majority here on Earth now. So what are you going to do in the in between, while you're still on Earth with your diseases and your illnesses, to when you know we're with the Lord and we're we're healed? People don't. People love to preach uh, miracles and healings because they feel good and they're and they're true and I absolutely believe in them. And they happen today, but like. But what about, um, you know, you living with that cancer or you living with that depression or, you know, I, I caught some some grief on one time when I was speaking about depression. Again, I'm the depressed guy, apparently. And it was like, but you didn't end it with like, and God can heal you. And I was like, that's because um, he can. And I absolutely believe that. But majority of people, it doesn't happen. So he I was. D- he definitely doesn't as well yeah but that's the thing like i was here to actually kind of talk and teach on so what do you how do you live with it and i thought i did a really pat on my back i thought i did a really good job and i i you know got a standing ovation after i talked about it but that one criticism of like but you didn't say he was gonna heal you and i was like okay because i live in the majority right now and i love I, we can't just keep preaching about the minority so right um make sure that <laughs> that sounded in context not about I'm not anti minorities, but I'm talking about and healings. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. You, so, now that you said that, we've <laughs> yeah, got a problem. No, you came just, in with your tiki torch and your proud boy yeah. shirt. <laughs> so I mean uh, Justin, I think about um, the challenges that I have in my life that I've had that like when it came to pornography, that mm-hmm. was a huge problem. And and praying about it. You can pray about it, but there was something about listening to um, sermons mm-hmm. from pastors and um, and I guess getting into the Bible and hearing like truth and like I I kept coming across this what what is tripping you up what keeps tripping you up and I and so anytime I I had like anxious thought. Kind mm-hmm. of like you reeling, like I can't get this out of my head, like yeah. it's not going away, and that would drive me to, you know, just kind of give up and just say screw it. And so, I started doing that, and I realized, especially like over the many months this past months, I kind of came to the realization. I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't thought about this. Like I've been, I've had moments where I'm like, oh man, I'm worried or. I mean, you could call it anxiousness, yeah. but it's almost like it went, it just went away. And I'm like, where'd it go? And why? And, but I kept asking, I 
reflect back. I'm like, I kept having like this like pin in my life when, or like a red flag would go up. It's like, Ooh, I'm, I'm having that. I'm having a thought that would maybe lead down the wrong path. And I guess it just built in to where then it was just like, man, what's tripping me up right now? And it was our, it was like, I was already moving forward thinking about, you know, something good or like how I'm growing or whatever it might've been. And so I, I, it's not, it's not the same thoughts, but it's the same, like, I almost like a psychosis like oh my gosh why did do I filter down that path every single time and how do I get myself out of that thinking and but ultimately it's like what is tripping me up why do why am I filling my life why am I there's got to be some void in my life and maybe you know I don't know what it was but well, and to put language to that, not to be all therapist, you know those people who do one thing one time and then they become an expert in it? I'm not that guy. That's but, you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I shouldn't lie. Those things, and you know, stressful situations, whatever, those are triggers. Right. So those would be called triggers in your life. That's a, that's a word for that. And then what you've done, which is what you really learn in therapy, like go to therapy. I'm not trying to give you a shortcut, but what therapy does for you is it helps you identify triggers and then helps you have a quick self like hey let's hey let's have a quick cuddle within me myself and I what's going on mm, yeah because that's the thing is like the porn isn't the issue right. the issue is the triggers and right. you, and the porn is the the um that's just some outlet you know like who was it who uh um who's that comedian turned guru now Russell Brand mm-hmm. talks about um and I love this quote and I I don't know if he 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 said it but I don't know if he started it or not but Drugs aren't um, the problem. Drugs are the answer. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's beautiful because drugs are not the problem. Drugs are the answer to the, whatever the problem is. And, uh, but we, we're, we're, we're demonizing your outlet, but it's actually not the outlet. That's just an outlet. Just, so, it's like a symptom. Exactly. So, you know, um, you, you're scratching your arm because it itches. Well, what, why did you get the itch? You had shellfish and you're allergic to shellfish. Okay, cut the shellfish out. Don't stop scratching the itch. You know what I mean? So there's this... There's this thing that's like, uh, you know, um, learning your triggers and then uh, figuring out why you're doing that. And and that to me is this lifelong lesson. Like, I still have triggers. Like, I, I'm still, I think depression, if you will, and this is kind of a, I guess, polarizing statement. I think it would always lie dormant in me. But as I'm learning through getting older, therapy, life experiences, I'm starting to understand when it starts to boil up. Kind of like you were just saying, Jeff. I have to do a quick, hey, team huddle, what's going on? Hmm. You know, like right now, I am at a four, but like with my job, I'm at like a two. And it's not because I hate my job. I'm just realizing I am just tired. I've been working a lot. Um, and I come home and I have this other job that I work. Like, I just need a vacation. And I know that once I get rest physically and mentally and spiritually that I'll be back and be good. Right. Rather, you know, catch me a year ago, I would have been like, I effing hate my job. I need to quit. It's like, no, you're just tired. Like, have mm. a snack, you know? It's just recognition. Um, yeah. Right. So I, I think that, you know, again, with the, the, will Bible studies and prayer cure depression? God's the ultimate healer. And, but what are we going to do when it, if it doesn't get healed? And I think that the core issue with the, or the core things about, you know, Bible studies and prayers that um, they're just putting you in community, communing with God. If it's just you and God praying, or if it's just you and God reading the Bible, it's like a focus. People. So I remember being on the side of a ski slope, and I was in a 
precarious position on the side of the ski slope because your pants like fell down a or? cliff oh. no it was like it was a cliff there and i'm like i my heart is pounding and i'm i have to turn my i have to like you know pick up my ski and, t- and turn it all the way around yeah. and then i need to do the other and i, I this the, it's ice and i if i miss and i just kind of start sliding i'm done and i remember uh some i don't know someone tell me like don't don't focus on the the cliff don't yeah. focus on what could happen right just get ultra focused on what you need to do and everything else will disappear and sure enough i got out of there pulled his pants up but yeah. i thought man i could i then looking <laughs> back i'm like man i could have died but in the moment you just something about it's kind of like you know, staying on the path, you know, you just, you focus on something that is, is so good and continue to do that. And you were going to, and that, well, that's a great analogy is this is what I'm trying to get myself to understand and people like I'm on this campaign to do this. The cliff is always going to be there always. because you turn doesn't mean the cliff disappeared, right? Because you turned, you know, in, in you're heading in the storm of depression because you turned and did these things doesn't mean the depression went away you just you know you're not gonna reverting my eyes yeah and so i just don't (laughs) want people to think like oh i was healed because you know like jeff being i turned my skis and the cliff disappeared no it didn't you just didn't go up the cliff right so remember that next time and i just that's what i'm saying like i think like depression and anxiety lives dormant in me that that cliff is always going to be there but um there are times that i have the choice and there's sometimes that and I still feel that I'm like, no, my skis took me over that. And I'm like, I don't know what to do, but you yeah. Know. Yeah. We, we had uh Joey Svensson from bad Christian on, and he's been really public about his depression. And when we had him on, he was in a really good place and he was scaling off his meds. And then shortly after he was on, uh, he, he went into the pit. Yeah. And, and like he stopped recording with Bad Christian for a while. I don't know if he's back on yet. They were just kind of giving him all the time he mm. needs. But he he's spun out after that. And if you listen to him talk during our episode, it's like, man, he's really good. I mean, he would never say he's fixed because he's been through enough mountains and valleys to to know that like like you said, the cliff is still there. Yeah. Uh, but man, that's so so real, and it's fascinating too to, to know just to. How, th- how that can be there. And even when things are going well and he's in a healthy spot, like it's just out there. It's just lurking. Yeah. It's messed up. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, I start to look at like, what's the first things that go for me in energy levels, obviously, but like, um, humor and creativity. When I start to th- realize I'm not laughing as much or I'm, or I have mental blocks. Like part of my job is kind of being creative. And once those go, I'm like, uh Oh, Storms are brewing, mm. and I, and I'm not gonna say like generalize that's for everybody, but you know, I've, when when I'm at my best, I feel like I'm pretty decently creative, and either I'm really funny or I'm really in a mood to laugh, and I'm now realizing I'm like, oh, I'm rediscovering like laughing again, mm. and uh, I think laughing is a, a great way to use the analogy turn your skis. Um, it's not the cure, but like if if we're not laughing in life, um. It, there's definitely it leaves a it leaves this gap of of people like myself who, who battle this and um so it'd be interesting I, I would almost pose that question to a lot of people who actually deal with it um like what's the first thing like 
keep keep a logbook in your brain or if you need to write it out but like what's the first thing you realize that goes in your life like laughter uh you know that's not physical like physicals there's always um sleep and appetite those things are always wonky some people eat a ton some people don't eat at all i eat a ton and i don't work out i'm unfortunately on that opposite end of the scale uh, mm. when it comes to depression anxiety though is, is pretty cool because you lose weight on that <laughs> i can run for miles and uh oh justin blank says so, anxiety yeah. is the best <laughs> <laughs> it's really terrific i got this new pill it's called anxiety if you want to lose weight <laughs> on it, there's an snl sketch right there for you yeah um but yeah we'll it, save that for our youtube channel <laughs> Please, I can't wait. please let me make that commercial. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, but I mean, and I, I guess I don't need to bring this up, but I will, and we can edit this out. But, um, That's not happening. you know, I, there was a, there was a second podcast that we recorded here about yeah. a year ago. Yeah. And, um, and I'll, this is me talking to your, to your listeners and not to you guys, but, um, we, <laughs> again, talked about depression. Yeah. Um, I'm the depression boy. Um, and I remember I texted you after probably like a week or two after being, um, like, Hey, when are you going to post that podcast? You're like, Oh, I'm just finishing up this other edit. I got to finish that one. I'll post it. And I was like, Hey, I don't want to be that guy, but can you not post that podcast? Oh, you remember that? Yes. And, and I, he he sent me a message. He's like, Hey, Justin wants to say Ixnay. Yeah. And I felt super like, like a prima donna about it, but. And I'll share well, why. That, those are the words that Zach actually yeah. said. That gosh darn. Well, what's funny is that that's I noticed his phone when I texted him one time. I looked. That's my name in his phone, Prima Donna. So, By the way, it's Prima last name Donna. Yeah. <laughs> so mine's um, But no, I bring the the reason I bring this up <laughs> is because now for the third time, only posted once is we're talking about depression. And I was like, I gotta I gotta come back on this podcast and like be something else, but. I had made some statements on there that uh, I, I do feel is kind of true, but I think the way I, I said them, I was trying to be more of a hot take. Mm-hmm. But I had talked about, I think, and I'll bring it up, and we'll, we, will, we will post this podcast, but what I had said... Oh, and, oh and, I didn't realize that you were the producer. And it, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, this, this came off um, probably more harsh than I meant it back then, but um, we, we do live in a society where everybody wants attention, me probably being the number one on that that's why uh, when you text me about being on this i was like yes De- topic <laughs> topic depression damn it all right but <laughs> people still gonna know who i am yeah. but um you know i i had mentioned on the last podcast that i think that there are probably are people out there that um claim depression and anxiety um because it's a hot topic right now and if you have it you almost are looked as this weird golden child and uh, I kind of had went off on that. And again, if you want to post that now with this disclaimer, I'm fine with that because I think we had some pretty funny stuff on Scott. Of course, you but, were here. We had funny stuff. But um, but yeah, I, I think that we need to be careful with that, especially in the Christian world. As as terrible as it is, as we're we're being more vocal about people losing their lives, that not being terrible, the per- terrible things people losing their lives. But like, mm-hmm. let's um let's approach approach this with with grace and with love and with um not making it popular i don't know how to say that without like we need this needs to be there is a little attention not saying anything individually about anybody but it's there there is a certain reward for being a victim whether mentality whether or not you're a victim on social media and so what i wish was is that people who aren't actually victims would 
just come alongside the people that are actually victims. Yeah. But I think there's a watering down and there, there's a, a grain of truth to that, that there is a little, you get sympathy, you get likes, you get the love, the love reaction. Totally. You get, and, and all these things give us little dopamine hits in our brain. So that, that is a thing. It doesn't mean that it's not like an A or B where, where it's like never post and never share. No, we need no. people that are really struggling to share and destigmatize mm-hmm. it because that's how it gets destigmatized. But there is a watering down of it when there's so many people. I, I think I know what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, you'll know when I'm in it. Like I've like my Instagram stories, like you'll know, you'll see the, 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 the post or the Bible verse or whatever. You know when I'm in it because yeah. that's my way of, of kind of therapy is like I don't post paragraphs about my depression, but I'm posting things that are a little bit more emotional. And it's like, oh, yeah, Justin's in it right now, you know, because um, there is this weird like dynamic of I want to be isolated, but I but I want to be in the crowd, but I need to be, you know, there's this like, I don't know what to do here. And mm. um, social media has been this interesting thing to kind of reach out, but we got to be careful on how we're doing it. And, and um so I'm I'm guilty of that, you know. It, Justin and I had a great balance when we'd uh, hang out and he'd be, we'd be talking and I'd be like, "So where are you? One to five, one to five. Where are you, Justin?" He's like, "Oh man, at God, the Harbor House Cafe." I'm Did like, point. I'm like a two point six. I'm like, "Oh God, oh God." <laughs> He's like, "What are you?" I'm like, "Ah, four nine, four point yeah. nine, maybe five, five point one." <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm bubbling up. You want to borrow some? Yeah, we were. The, we are the odd couple. We were the odd couple. It was so we should have. We, we could have had a TV show. We can go back show. to that. We can yeah. go back to that. That means I gotta go back to being like super depressed. We'll do it for Jeff. Yeah, don't. Oh, okay. Don't, don't go back. Don't, okay. Don't go back to depression. Watch. That's gonna happen to me after this podcast. It's gonna <sighs> be this like. Now, don't you say that. that don't was our you title. Say don't that. go back to depression. <laughs> <laughs> don't but, you put that on hey, us? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I got uh, Scott because he couldn't be here, so. It greatly improved the podcast, and he wanted to chime in and just kind of affirm that. So, could I just play? Oh, sweet! Oh, you don't oh, have shoot. an actual thing. But I can play it right. Yeah. I know, I know, I can play it right in here. All right, here you go. Hey guys, not gonna make it. Sorry, Chad and Justin for me. Chad, all the fans. I love you guys. Thanks for supporting us, and we, you know, we just. We're dedicated to putting out better content. I mean, not that it hasn't been good, but it's going to get better. Always, always improving. Thank you for all your support and love. Just love you guys so much. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Was that clear? Could you hear that? I I, I mean, yeah. I got headphones on. I mean, that was... Shut up, Scott. That was so, so good. Scott is so... He's so right. Wait, what happened? He's so right. We... We are dedicated to becoming a better podcast, and we started today, folks. Scott Holbert is not here. Scott Scooter Holbert, our biblical theologian expert. Resident. Expert. Yeah, resident expert. Not here. And he's affirming. He's affirming of his poor self uh, that huge improvements, huge improvements. Scott, you know I'm JK. Uh, I love you, and thank you for loving everybody out there in BBB land. Thank you for being a friend. And uh, and Scott, if you would go on and uh, just vote yes, a you're a Christian, and you do believe that you can pray away depression. All right, final tally. Especially yours. Final tally. <laughs> on Facebook, 83% disagree that Bible and prayer alone can cure people with serious mental illness. 
17% agree, uh, which the evangelical was 49%. So I think more of our audience is in line with um, old JB over here. And then on Twitter, <laughs> it was 87%, 13% agree, 87% disagree. Dude, Justin, thanks for being here. And yeah. we have a hard out, as they say in the industry. Uh, so I'll say it now. We have a hard out. And I wish we didn't because we could go for another hour. <laughs> and uh, I, yeah, love, I love you laughing at me. <laughs> but next time, how about we just pick pick some megachurch pastor that did something stupid, <laughs> and then we can have you come on to talk about that and not depression. Yeah. I mean, if I need to be the resident depressed guy, whatever gets me on, like I said, I just need people to listen to me. But you're going to start a podcast. (laughs) I am. I am. I am. That's the goal to by 2020, January, to get my podcast going. Do you know what you're going to do or how, what the focus is? Do we have like a good, you guys have good listeners that aren't going to like steal ideas because I don't have this. I don't have this like copyright. (laughs) Depression is my superpower. Um, It's not copyrighted. But, uh, yeah, so the podcast is called Let Me Ask You. Uh, the tag is You Have Stories, I Have Questions. So uh, I just love having great conversations. I like it. Obviously based around really great stories. Um, so, you know, people like yourselves, um, this is going to sound terrible. People like me, people don't know me. Um, people don't need to know who the storyteller is, but if it's a good story, they're engaged. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't, I'm not Conan O'Brien. I can't bring on right. famous people, but Neither I can bring on really great you know, like I'm sure, and we can get into this, but Zach, in your line of work, I'm sure you've you've pulled out some really interesting things in your in your line of work. And by pull out, let me go ahead and uh, define that. <laughs> you in the pool services um, have probably had some good stories of that. Jeff, as a uh, fourth grade, fourth grade, sixth, yeah, either way, Huge Jeff difference. and L- L- <laughs> middle school elementary teacher probably has some great stories. So yeah. um, it'll be based around that. Long form, short form, so... Excellent. Can't wait to be a guest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I just want to clarify, um, Scott actually... I'm, I'm totally lying. I'm, I appreciate Scott so much. Scott, I love you. And he actually just had a bunch of TPS reports he had to do at work tonight, so... Yeah, honestly, he had a meeting that, with the Bobs. Right. That's why he... <laughs> honestly, that's why he's gone. No. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Is this where I plug my social media? Do it. Yes. Followers? Yes. So if you have any questions, thoughts, or concerns, email me at Jeff Pearson at, oh, that's Jeff at brosbowlsbeer.com. Yeah. Jeff Pearson at gmail.com. No, but go ahead. Instagram at Justin Blank. If you actually listen to this and I'm like, dude, screw you. I have some things to say. Bring it. I don't care. You still have a YouTube channel, right? Uh, I do. I'm still, that's the thing with the podcast. It'd be a simulcast. That's why I asked you guys. What um, happened to the one a day? You were doing the one a day. Yeah, I was doing daily vlogging. That's when I didn't really have a real job. And now I do. Oh, so, yeah. um, and then Twitter handle uh, at, or at Justin M. M is a Michael Blank. So I posted today on my so on my Instagram. My goal was just to make you guys laugh talking about depression. We did. I got a couple cracks in there. So yes. I think oh, mission. sweet. Now I got something to listen to on yeah. my way to softball. There you go. I really appreciate you, Justin. Yeah, thank you guys. And Scott. Scott, if you can go actually subscribe to the podcast, that'd be pretty yeah. cool. So. At least download. You don't have to listen, but at least <laughs> give us a number. All right, yeah, that's Bros Bible's Beer. At Bros Bible's Beer on all the socials and then um brosbiblesbeer.com if you have uh, if you have depression stories triggers Zach, thank you oh, thank, thanks Scott Scott is here that soft voice thanks Scott okay grace peace cheers grace peace cheers
Don't quote me, bro. 